Coming up, we're going to be talking about the new reservation system and Disney has announced entertainment and dining options for when their parks open respectively in July. That and so much more that I probably just didn't say. So coming to you live from who knows where, uh, this is the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am not Pete Werner. I am your host today, Rhino Clavin. Uh, this is going to be episode 1084 for The Diz Unplugged, which is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Let the el- experts, excuse me, let the experts over at Dreams Unlimited Travel help you plan your next Disney vacation. And guess what? You don't have to do a lot of this terrible stuff, like being on the phones for hours and everything. It won't cost you a thing. And every day that goes by, it seems like, why aren't you doing it? So check them out, dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Like I said, I am your host, Rhino Clavin. And uh, today I've got some friends joining me for uh, the conversations, the news, and all the uh, uh, whatever else we're going to get up to today. So I've got Miss Denny Sunderly. Hey there. Jackie Gailey. Hi, guys. Dreams Unlimited Travel agent Elaine Edwards. Hey, friends. And of course, live from his bathroom, Craig Williams. Ahoy, ahoy. Yes. Uh, well, thank you, uh, Elaine. When when uh, I saw that you were going to be on the show, I was like, oh, thank God, <laughs> because I I don't know about you guys. All the things at once, did you? Well, I have just been reading this news that's been coming out of the parks lately, and it has been overwhelming. So uh, before we get started, I'll just say, uh, for those of you who don't remember, the uh, some of the resorts at Walt Disney World opened yesterday on June 22nd, and that means that Pete Werner is down there. I believe he is at Bay Lake uh, Tower, maybe is where he's staying, yeah. and then... Um, so he's he's down off there, uh, down over there, and I hope his stay is going well. And then um, uh, John and Kevin are uh, busy. And I, I listen, guys. When I'm here, you know, it's like third, like fourth, fifth tier. Like the every other baseball player was in some sort of bus that went over the cliff, and I was the guy holding the bats, waiting for them to pick me up. So yeah, I thought that was me. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, hey, that's me too. <laughs> Um, I, and I, what's fun is I wrote all my notes really quickly on an old iPad and I am seeing how many words I left out. So that, uh, that intro that you got here today had some missing words in it, but it's cool. It's cool. We also, were going to have a guest that, uh, we're not having, so I'm just going to cut right into it. We've got a couple of different news stories to talk about that I feel like are pretty, pretty dense in, in what's going on. So, um, without further ado, I will dive right in if that's all right with everyone. Uh, and if it's not, I guess I don't care. Um, <laughs> so uh, details have been announced uh, for the new reservation system for theme park visits uh, to the Walt Disney World. Well, announced and the system is live now. So uh, I'm going to read through the article that I believe Jackie, uh, you and and maybe Denny were doing this together. Um, so, uh, so to manage attendance during this reopening period, Disney has introduced their Disney Park Pass system. And as we know, all guests with regular theme park 
tickets or annual passes will be required to make a reservation in advance for each park day entry using the new online tool at disneyworld.com. So here's some important details for this new system. You'll need a My Disney Experience account, as this is where your Walt Disney World plans are stored and managed. Um, everyone's favorite account, we all know. Uh, you'll need a valid theme park ticket or an annual pass that's also linked to your My Disney Experience account. And if you have a Disney hotel reservation, you need to make sure that that is also linked to your My Disney Experience account, okay? So once you've logged into My Disney Experience and linked your ticket, you'll have access to a calendar of available reservation days for each theme park. If you have a multi-day ticket, you'll be required to make a park reservation for each date of your visit. Families and friends can link their tickets together to look and arrange the theme park entries at the same time. I'll say thank God for that. Uh, it is important to note that uh, park reservations are limited in number and subject to availability. And availability can change until the reservation is finalized, which means once you've got it, check out right now. Uh, at this time, guests will be able to select one park per day. Visiting more than one park per day will be temporarily unavailable upon the reopening of the theme parks due to attendance limitation. Guests with existing tickets that include the Park Hopper option or Park Hopper Plus option have options available to them for ticket modifications and cancellations and can visit DisneyWorld.com slash updates for more information. Disney has uh, stated that they hope to bring back the Ability to visit more than one park per day soon, and we'll continue to offer these add-ons for the 2021 ticket purchases. So, um, before I go a little bit further, and it's probably in this article that I have actually read about seven times now, um, is is this reservation system from now until indefinitely? Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Right now, um, you can book reservations through September 26 of 20. 21. Oh, okay. Okay. Passes. Okay. All right. So for existing ticket holders and annual pass holders, beginning this week, Disney will reach out to existing ticket holders and annual pass holders with more information on when they'll be able to check availability to make their park reservations. And I have some, uh, some of those dates below here. Uh, the Disney park system will be available to these guests in phases, beginning with those with future Disney resort and other select hotel stays. Uh, later this summer, sales of 2020 tickets and Disney Resort hotel arrivals will resume based on the availability of park reservations, while guests with existing tickets and annual pass holders are provided the opportunity to make park reservations for 2020 dates. Annual pass holders will be able to hold three park reservations at any given time unless, uh, unless they have a resort reservation, in which case they'll be able to book theme park reservations for the length of their stay. Um, Okay, so planning a new trip for next year. By June 28th, uh, so that is, I don't know, five days from now, right? Uh, all guests will be able to purchase new Disney Resort hotel packages and theme park tickets and make their park reservations for arrivals starting in 2021 as the phase reopening of the theme parks and resort hotels continue. Guests will be able to view park reservation availability on DisneyWorld.com prior to purchasing their tickets. That was a big question I had right there is how can you buy a ticket and not know if you're even going to be able to use it during your stay? So um, so I've got some of the dates. So the reservation system is going to open daily at 7 a.m. I guess that's similar to how the fast passes were, right? Um so we know uh, June 22nd, that was when the Disney Park system opened to guests with hotel reservations and valid theme park uh, admissions, including annual passes. And then on the 26th of June, that system will open to annual pass holders. And on the 28th of June, that'll open to other existing ticket holders. New ticket sales and packages, uh, new Disney resort hotel packages and theme park tickets 
on sale for arrivals in 2021 will start happening June 28th. And then later in the summer, sales of 2020 tickets and Disney Resort hotels will resume. I think that's interesting that they're allowing the sale and booking of the packages for next year before they finish this year. But So um, what we know about that is that basically they have to get 2020 figured out as far as capacity-wise. And that's why they aren't reopening ticket sales or new bookings for 2020 yet because they want um they want to figure out how many people are booked how many people are actually keeping their reservations Mm -hmm. and once all of that settles down they have said later this summer they will reopen bookings for 2021 as well as new ticket sales for 2021 I have to ask you guys a question about all this, okay? And I I know I I do have a concern with a lot of people um, being new ticket holders. So it is nice to see that you can see the availability of days you'll have to book with your ticket before you have it. Because Mm -hmm. when I was thinking about this yesterday morning and I was talking to my friend Nicole, who's coming later in this year, um, they had already booked this day before before the madness. And, um, you know, she was one of the people that suffered from uh, a really long, it's a Disney website. We know what happens, especially Elaine. I'm sure you of all people know first, uh, firsthand the most what happens when Disney launches something and everyone wants it at once. It doesn't work very well. Right. Um, so it took her about 12 hours altogether to be able to get her, um, like days booked. But I, I have to say, I'm curious cause, uh, what do you guys think of the value of your current annual pass right now? Uh, cause I know they have offered a refund, a partial refund, saying like if this system isn't going to work for you, or um, if you if you were a uh, payment plan person, you can your contract ceased in March if that's what you wanted, um, or like me, I I had my pass all paid for ahead of time, so it, it I just feel like it's in a weird place because I'm not saying give me money, give me whatever, but. I now have an annual pass that I bought to not have any blockout dates that now can only get me three days at a time. And by the time I get even to the first day, potentially I have no days left, you know, like, and also I've been thinking about this is that, and Elaine or any of you guys might know these numbers better, but if the hotels are all, you know, booked up and they have first dibs, how much space does that leave left for anybody who wants to buy a regular ticket or an annual pass holder too, you know, especially an annual pass holder of all you're giving my money to Disney. Like what we have been told just in rumblings is that there is going to be kind of like separate pools. So they, yeah, if you have an on-site package booked with a Disney hotel and tickets, you have first priority. You are not Mm -hmm. guaranteed to get a park pass but you do have first priority. And then they have separate pools that they're keeping for annual pass holders and for um, offsite day guests. And that's why if you go and you look at the calendar, you will see that there's different toggles and buttons that you can trigger on to look at current availability. Interesting, okay. Yeah. What's interesting to me though, is that if the system is just open for everybody starting by the end of this week, how do they how do they keep that separate? Is it there's only a limit to the amount of hotel guests they can let in? And then the that, you know, they say, okay, we have two thousand annual pass holders we can let in. We have six thousand 
hotel guests we can let in. But if you're an annual pass holder staying at the hotel, like that gives you the extra advantage. Fall into the hotel top tier. Okay. So if you have a room only reservation right now for 2020 and you're an annual pass holder, you can book now. You don't have to wait till Friday. Okay. Um, I have another question for you too, Elaine, because I was thinking about this this morning. Is this is, is this the reason why hotel package, like if you had booked it as a package, would have been definitely the way to go? Because all I can think is, if you're somebody who's got a reservation that you had made in January, October, wherever, for July, and you were like, well, I'll just buy the tickets when we get there, or you know, or maybe we'll just get annual passes when they get here, you're kind of in a tough spot right now, right? Yes, and unfortunately, I do have a few guests that are in that situation. Um, I really, really, really encourage packages because you have so much flexibility. When you buy your ticket separately, let's say you buy a five-day ticket, you're stuck with that ticket. Like, you can't add days, you can't decrease days, you can't change your dates. Like, you are stuck, and it's Mm non-refundable. So if you package your ticket with your hotel stay, you can make all the changes you want pretty much almost until you arrive. Um, So it definitely benefits you to do it as a package. So we've learned some things during this time, this strange and unusual time is one, packages are great for flexibility and dreams unlimited travel agents are great because I'm not even trying to make a push like I, I remove myself from the fact that this is, we're all sponsored by them. I, this seems like something that is stressing me out and I am not somebody who has a thing. So if there was somebody in the world who could do this for me, this sounds amazing because I, I, it is, I'm, I'm laughing at how complicated my Disney experience used to seem. <laughs> it's kind of funny. And you know, it's, they're saying that more, um, more dates. I mean, like word on the street is that Disney is holding back on more dates for annual pass holders, which, you know, uh, when they release on Friday, you know, Disney's done that. We all have experienced that with, you know, with multiple different things over the years that they've released, you know, like, especially when, like you mentioned my Disney experience, remember when it first came out and, you know, there would be like no fast passes available or something, but then, day of guests, well, they could go into a park and they could certainly get a fast pass if, you know, maybe not for the top, you know, big ticket items, but you know, they could, they could find some availability that wasn't necessarily there when they first tried. So yeah. I think this is going to be kind of the same kind of a thing. Yes. That's I've, a feeling. Been, I've been really, really, really just trying to let my clients know, like, don't stress out. It's okay. Um, I sent everybody a very, very detailed, um, like, this is how you make these park passes. And I have, unfortunately, I have more people at this point that are having problems than have been able to actually successfully do it um, because there's a lot of glitches in the system, Mm -hmm. especially if you have multiple trips booked or if you have a trip that has an annual pass on it and you have some tickets on your account, they're running into some issues. They are working on it. So I do have two tips for everybody is one, just walk away for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like just, they are working on it. Just keep trying. Um, There is plenty of availability. Like there is no, unless you're coming the 
very first day of opening that I know Hollywood Studios has sold out for the first few days. Yeah. There is no, everything else is totally green, wide open. There's so much availability. Um, you want to make sure you're using a computer. Do not try using your My Disney Experience app. It doesn't work. You have to do this either on a computer or with the browser on your phone. The other thing is, is if you're experiencing one of those glitches that I talked about, or we're also having people that are able to make one day and then they can't make any more park passes after that, the best option at this case is to call the Internet Help Desk. It's 407-WDW-HELP. Super easy to remember. Yeah, and yeah. just keep trying to call because they will get in there and they will look at your account and pull all the glitches out and help you book it. Um, I mean, this is all new to them too. Like, I understand there were so many people frustrated and yesterday was tough. I mean, I, you know, yeah. Craig had asked me to share some of the experiences that we heard about from some of our listeners. And it, it you know, yesterday was a tough day for a lot of people, but we have yeah. to all kind of keep in mind that this is all new for Disney too. You know, they weren't expecting to have their parks closed for three months. And I mean, this is a lot. Yeah, I guess. But at the same time, this is a corporation. It's not a person. So I do have I have some amount of understanding, but I am also one of those people where I'm like, well, I just paid you, you know, however much money. So I, I, I don't I think it's OK for people to want. Uh, you know, a product. We're not like friends with the ca the castle. You know, it's it's an inanimate object. It is a corporation. I'm friends that with the castle. They just want <laughs> our. I, I'm not trying to be negative or mean or anything about that. I just sometimes I see it's like a brand loyalty that tips over into a toxic relationship sometimes. You know, and I I just want to make sure that everyone. You know, a sense of understanding is true, but remember, you are still buying a product. And my thing in my entire life will always be, is that product worth what you're paying for at this time? And that's why I, I brought up the annual pass question, too, for a little bit. Yes, please, Craig, please, from your bathroom, tell us. I will. I did. No one heard me. I, I have it muted when you're talking so that way people can't hear me because my audio is awful from the terrible headphones I'm using. Apologize with it all. But with the annual pass holder thing, I... I I just want to make it clear that we are in a special group that uh, mm -hmm. at least you, me, Rhino, or you, me, Jackie, and Denny, because our annual passes are part of our work. So yes. it's something that we need to do. However, like my wife's annual pass, it is not paid for by Dreams Unlimited Travel or work or anything. It is something that she pays monthly for. And we are going to have to take a serious hard look at whether or yeah. not it will be a value in the long run. And I know she likes coming to the parks with you and I, and she likes being a part of it all. But if it is difficult to get those reservations, I mean, we have to, we have to look at it if it's going to be worth the money because it is not inexpensive at all. And uh, all signs are pointing towards it maybe uh, having to downgrade. She's gold, so maybe downgrading to silver and leaving it to yeah. that. But... We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, he, he, actually, I did have that conversation with Eli yesterday, and ultimately, he decided that he wasn't—he doesn't foresee being comfortable enough by the 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 end of. So his pass expires. I I, I think it would end up expiring by like October or something like that with the add-ons and stuff. And he was he was doing the payment plan, and he had the one that was the two weeks that were blocked out at Christmas. I can't remember which is which, but. Um, and he basically he 
he talked it. He talked about it for about four hours yesterday, and I was like, "Please stop talking to me." Uh, but ultimately, he decided that he doesn't think he's going to feel comfortable, and that it'll be worth it for him because then he's just paying, like you just said, paying all this money for this amount of time that then becomes such a. It's it's for you, an individual. I've already said if this is your dream and this is what you live for, this is what you wake. If this is the thing that gives you the reason to wake up in the morning. Please keep doing it. I I am not going to knock you. I'm not going to say anything about that. So let's move on to the next uh, story because we still have a bunch to talk about here. So um, next up, we're going to be talking about Disney has released uh, reopening and booking dates for select non-DVC Walt Disney World resorts. Um, So Disney has announced that they are currently planning to open the following resort hotels to guests who already have reservations booked. The opening dates are listed uh, with their respective resort. Okay, so on July 10th, Disney's Animal Kingdom Villas, Jumbo House, uh, Disney's Pop Century Resort, and Disney's Contemporary Resort will open July 29th, Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. August 12th will be the Polynesian and Art of Animation. The 24th is going to be Yacht and Beach Club Resorts. Uh, September 21st is going to be the Grand Floridian. October 1st will be the Boardwalk. And October 14th is going to be Coronado, Resp- uh, Coronado Springs once the basketball players are done. Uh, it's, it's important to note that these dates are subject to change and guest reservations could still be modified to other resort hotels if need be. Guests with current reservations at impacted Disney resort hotels can can get assistance with modifying their reservation beginning uh, yesterday, June 22nd uh, for stays into 2021 and will begin booking no, I'm sorry, reservations for stays in 2021 will begin booking on June 24th. So, that's that. The other hotels where they're coming, you know, when they're popping back in, right? Is there anything exciting? I don't know. I think it is exciting because um, all we had heard before this announcement was DVC Resorts and Fort Wilderness. And a lot of people were kind of scared, like, uh, my resort's not open. Do I even have a reservation at this point? So this is really, it's put a lot of people at ease that their resort is going to be open. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry, Craig, I just got a message that you sent to me while I was speaking earlier, and I'm just going to plug it now because who knows if it's going to come back up again. But uh, Pete did do a, a live stream yesterday uh, that you can check out that is on this channel as well to get some people's like reactions and stuff like that to the to the opening of the resort and whatnot. So it's I think it's important to check that out, too. I, I think, you know, seeing how other people feel while now that they're there and in it is a good way to do some research for you. Um, all right. And I'm going to move over to the other news story that we're popping in here that I didn't write in my notes. I've got three different electronic things going right now, and I am sweating so much because of it. So, um, so Mickey's not so scary. Halloween parties have been canceled all of 2020. (sighs) What? a bummer uh so walt disney world announced um that there will be a modified epcot international food and wine festival this year um which is going to start as soon as that park opens but they have canceled all of the mickey's not so scary halloween parties um the decision was made because due to the stage shows parades and fireworks that are really the big highlights to these hard ticketed events uh it being unable to take place it's it's doesn't really doesn't really work you know so um 
Disney also said that H2, uh, H2O Glow Nights, uh, the nighttime special ticket event at Disney's Typhoon Lagoon, will not be taking place for the remainder of 2020. And guests who have already bought these tickets uh, will be assisted with refunds in the coming weeks. So that's kind of a, I, a bummer because some people are saying, oh, well, Halloween is Halloween is canceled. And it's not Halloween. It's just that specific event because we can't stand around and watch the fireworks, the show, Whatever, like I am still determined to make Halloween happen. <laughs> well, and yeah. it's not just the parades and the fireworks. It's it's also it's a it's a party that's based around the fact that we're going to give candy to you, and you're going to unwrap the candy. So candy from a cast member to a guest, guest takes it out of their bag with their hands that have been all over the parks, unwraps said candy and pops the candy in their mouth. Like it's, it's just, um, just the tracing, just thinking about it just makes me nervous. So it's, yes, we don't want big groups (laughs) of people together, but literally the whole thing is foundationally, you know, centered around getting candy from, from others and putting those hands near your mouth. So just, not yeah, I, good all the way around. Yeah, I, I am a little surprised, and I, I want to talk about this now, too, th- about the food and wine festival still kind of happening. But I guess maybe because of just the crowds that have been associated with it in the past is what I'm thinking about more than the logistics of being able to make the food and the drinks and stuff. So um, so the food and wine festival, like I said, well, uh, uh, it's a, a taste of Epcot International Food and Wine Festival will begin on July 15th. Through the fall, there's no exact end date, um, but Disney has announced that there will be 20 signature global marketplaces such as Hawaii, Hops and Barley, Islands of the Caribbean, and they'll be spaced out around the theme park. Um, There was around 30. 30 usually, yeah. I think they're saying 20. Yeah, they said the number they gave the other night. I meant in a regular regular year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, additionally, Disney has announced that they'll be sprinkling in the floral fun of the flower and garden festival with the global goodies of the food and wine festival. Guests will be able to see the Remy Topiary and France pavilion, along with special flower and garden merchandise. AKA we didn't sell enough of this before we closed. So we, we need to get more of it, but, uh, um, it's cute. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the bummer, uh, the musical acts during the Eat to the Beat concert series are so popular and often pack the house, but in an ad- uh, effort to accommodate proper physical distancing, those concerts will not take place this year. Wah, wah. Um, guests will be able to enjoy music at the America Gardens Theater with local Epcot entertainment, such as Mariachi Cobre, the Jammeters, and more. Um, and they'll be spread throughout the day to give audiences something to do, so... I had in my mind that I felt like even though the crowds that food and wine bring, it's actually kind of pretty perfectly set up for this because the capacity will be limited. So we know we're not going to have those crowds that we've had in the past, but you're talking about the booths outside. You can contactless pay. Mm-hmm. And then you just, you know, we just like always, you go up, you pay, and then you go around and they hand it to you. And there's very, like, you're separated from the kitchens, you're outside. It's, you know, with the capacity in all of the restaurants limited and some of them closed, food and wine actually makes sense to me. They're going to they're gonna use COVID as the excuse for why there's no tables <laughs> this year. And they'll be like, it'll be the exact same number of tables that have always been there. But they'll be like, no, these were for social distancing purposes. <laughs> 
Okay. In order to make sure that you have a clean surface, we're going to remove the tables. Yeah. As long, in order to make sure you have a clean garbage can to eat your food off of. <laughs> in order to be able to remove your mask to eat, though, they're going to need to provide some spaces to sit down. Like, we're not going to be able to walk and eat. Like, I don't know about you. When I'm at Food and Wine, I'm, I'm eating and I'm moving. I, yeah. I don't linger or stand by a trash can unless I'm helping to cover it for the site. So if it's just me, I'm moving and grooving. So in order to take off our masks, we've seen that the standard has been set that you must be sitting to dine. Well, and, and, then and, you may remove. and with that, even, even if you're saying, okay, well, if they're around a tabletop that then says that, okay, well the 20 booths, however many people are in world showcase, it means everywhere you go, as you walk around, no one has a mask on basically. Cause if, if 50% of the people in there are eating, then it, there's no, there's no safe space for people who don't want that to happen. So I guess that's kind of, that's a really interesting, <sighs> it's an interesting it's time. It's right? all new. It's like everybody's new now. It's like, we've never been to the, <laughs> to the parks before and it's, we're going to be brand new all in it together. I wonder if will actually set up, like maybe the, since there's less booths, maybe they'll kind of do them in like little clumps and then set up like seating areas um, hopefully with like tables and chairs. That would be nice if they did it in like ropes. So like where the, uh, illuminations fast pass area, right. like right at the end, right. if that exactly. whole area is roped off and they're like, you can come over here exactly. and then we'll get another spot on the other side. Uh, yeah. I that's just a, hope, I just point. hope that we're able to get the annual pass holder, orange bird flower and garden magnet. That's really, you know. Isn't That's, that really the tragedy of all of this? It is. <laughs> you didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Our, la our lost magnets. We need those magnets. I, I know you're happy about it, but I'm so angry that Remy was the first part of it and it wasn't the bird part. <laughs> I'm very happy that uh, that he'll be there. <laughs> um, I am going to need everybody's help this next one because I have no idea. Uh, but so... Uh, Details have also been announced on all the entertainment shops and attractions that are going to be available at Walt Disney World upon reopening. And uh, it's a lot. So if we go park by park, so at Magic Kingdom, we've got all the shops, the entertainment, and uh, the attractions. So I just want to talk about entertainment really quick because there are some offerings on here that aren't aren't normal, right? Um so you'll have the Main Street Philharmonic. You'll have character cavalcades, cavalcades throughout the day with guest favorite Disney friends appearing along the parade route, which will include the Royal Princess Processional, Mickey and Friends Cavalcade, Fantasyland Friends Cavalcade, a Goofy Cavalcade, and Tinkerbell and the Lost Treasures. All right. So you're going to get some random characters who will just probably come out, walk around the, the hub, and then go back out. You know, a quick walkthrough. Which at that point... Why not just have why not have move it shake it just go out around and not stop and like leave because you're you're essentially creating the same draw I I think is the same thing's gonna happen I don't know how it worked when Disneyland did the Mickey and Friends cavalcade there but uh, I don't know but it looks to me be, sorry go ahead I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt no this is gonna be like unscheduled um, mm. maybe that will be the difference. Because yeah. you want people staking out an hour ahead of time and crowds gathering, that they're just kind of randomly bring out the cavalcades. Yeah, they did yeah. use the word surprise at some point in all of the um, releases that were 
released, all the information that was released <laughs> was the fact that this is going to surprise guests and it's going to be something fun and you're never going to know when your friends are going to pop up. And if it's anything like the rainy day cavalcade that they'll do in the Magic Kingdom, like they, they put some of the characters up on the double-decker double bus and run them on down Main mm. Street. And um, and it's and it's while it's timed because it's in place of the Festival of Fantasy Parade, I I kind of picture something like that. And we saw Shanghai Disneyland do something similar. Similar. I can't speak today. Something similar to that. They've done the. (laughs) It is. They've done the character cavalcades as well, and they've had little boxes taped off where parties can stand and still maintain physical distancing. So that you get to see those friends that you came to see, but you're waving at them from a distance. Um, so it's it's hopefully going to satiate that that desire that guests are going to innately have to want to see those beloved characters, but also respect all the CDC guidelines that have been put into place. Um, I, so let's look at the attraction list too. So it's basically almost every attraction here. There's a couple missing. Um, I know Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor is not on here. Stitch's Great Escape is not here. <laughs> oh, sad. No. Um, Silent tear. Does Does yeah. anybody know any of the other ones that are missing from this list? I yeah, mean, the Festival of the Lion King. No, just a Magic Kingdom. Oh, sorry. Right? Yeah, is it just mm-hmm. is it just that one? Okay, uh, and a, a ton of shops are opening too. So there, we have a full list on the website. But like Jackie said, at Animal Kingdom, because that's the next park we're we're talking about here, is that um, we're we're missing Festival of the Lion King. Um, the I know up the Great Find, Big Lord yeah. Adventures. Got, Finding Nemo's not happening yeah. either, right? Is that right. it? Nemo's not happening, but Festival of the Lion King right now is on the list. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is on the list. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Oh yeah, right here. Okay. Um, I know the boneyard isn't isn't happening right now, right? Because they were trying to say the, the boneyard, and then there was another experience. I it, I don't I don't know. Like I guess I could have looked for this, but I didn't. So sorry. Um, at 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 Epcot, it looks like almost everything is open as well. Um. I mean, I, I, I think it read. was Turtle Talk with Crush that they might have taken off after they originally published that list. They changed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did hear that that one was one of the ones that originally went away. And um, I thought there was another one, too. But like I said, I, I'm not I can read this whole list, but there's like 100 attractions on here. So I don't know that anybody wants me to do that. Or if you just want to go to uh, www.info.com yep. and find this. Sorry, Craig. I'm going to help right now um, because our, our friend that we've had on the show before, Carly Weissel, who you can follow on Instagram and Twitter, she did kind of pile, compile it all together on her website of what will not be open. So at the Magic Kingdom, we have Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, Enchanted Tales with Belle, the Main Street Vehicles, the Casey Jr. Splash and Soak, and the Shootin' Arcade. And for Hollywood Studios, we have, I know I'm jumping around, I apologize. We have That's okay. Star Wars Launch Bay, Frozen Sing-Along Celebration, Indiana Jones Stunt Show, Voyage of the Little Mermaid, and Beauty and the Beast Live on Stage. At Animal Kingdom right now, it's Primeval World, Finding Nemo, The Musical. She still had Lion King on there, but we know that 
that's changed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Up a great big bird adventure, the Boneyard, and at Epcot, Turtle Talk with Crush, Beauty and the Beast sing along. However, Impressions de France is still supposed to be going on, and then Bruce's Shark World, which I'm guessing that's something in Finding uh, in the Living Seas that I never knew yeah. about before. But yeah. Um, does she have the shops by any chance? Because I, I know a big thing at Hollywood studios that a lot of people were asking about, uh, they're saying the droid depot is going to be open, but Savi's will not, which I think is interesting. She did. I'm, I just looked at the attractions mainly with it. Yeah. Savi's was a big blow not being open. If you can't tell by my, my theming for the people out there who are watching, not listening, I, I've been talking about how excited I was to get back into Sabi's and yeah. uh, have Kylie build a lightsaber finally. It's not scheduled to open. And I, I can understand why, because even though it is a big money maker, it's a very tight space inside there to really properly distance. And on top of that, too, there's a lot of money that goes involved because you have equity actors here that are a part of the show versus just standard cast yeah. members at Disneyland. So it can be a little bit more expensive. So I, I feel like they could still open it at some point in time and be able to run a profit on it because I mean, when the lightsabers are $215, right. it's, you have a lot of money going into it. So, but well, I, five people make a lightsaber in a 20 minute show, you make a th- $3,000 an hour, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So I, I hope to see that opening up soon with it but let's be real it disney with the gift shops except for some of those galaxy's edge gift shop gift shops not gift shops uh there's no there's no uh no no barry gibbs store or anything but uh, (laughs) there should be there there should be but there isn't unfortunately (laughs) right now uh but yeah with most of the gift shops everything you're going to find is probably sold somewhere else even in galaxy's edge half the stuff is being sold right as soon as you get into the park so there's yeah i don't think gift shops being closed are that big of a deal because if you really want something chances are you're going to be able to find that exact thing somewhere else yeah i think you're right i think the savvies is a big one and and uh for people that are wondering the doc undar is still going to be open so you'll be able to get like a legacy hilt um lightsaber uh in there if you have your heart set on a lightsaber unfortunately you're not going to be able to build one it seems at the current moment but i i do hope that returns because that like you said i know you're hoping for kylie to do it and i would love to like i don't know it's just one of those experiences for me right now that's one of the most special things you can do Mm -hmm. at disney world but i but i I get it. And I was wondering about the Beauty and the Beast sing-along, but then I realized everyone would be yelling and spitting at each other. So (laughs) recipe for disaster. No singing along right now. Yeah. Um, They've also, Disney has also released um, the dining locations for, uh, that'll be reopening uh, respectively. I am, I'll just read through this really quick. Uh, The Epcot one is really long, so I'm saving that to the end. But ready, at Magic Kingdom, you're going to have Aloha Isle, Auntie Gravity's Galactic Goodies, BR Guest Restaurant, Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe. You've got the Joffrey's Coffee and Tea Company, Jungle uh, Navigation, the Skipper Canteen, Liberty Square Market, Liberty Tree Tavern, Main Street Bakery, Pecos Bill, Tall Tale Inn and Cafe, Pinocchio Village House, the Plaza Restaurant, Sleepy Hollow, Storybook Treats, Sunshine Tree Terrace, and Tony's Town Square Restaurant. So you've got plenty of options to eat while you're there. Um, at an- those were at the table. Now, nope. yeah. Now, something about that oh, too. Yeah. Did you say? Did you say be our guest? 
Yeah. It's on this list. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been hearing also word on the street. <laughs> street. <laughs> I've been hearing that be our guest is not going to offer their quick service at lunchtime. So <clears throat> I haven't been able to confirm it yet with Disney, but it it's on their site. It says that they're going to, uh, that it's table service. So, but sometimes, you know, there's glitches with their site, especially when they're actively making changes, which they currently are. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's practically impossible to get through on the phones at this time, unfortunately, but, um, yeah. So, so keep an eye on be our guest because I don't think, I think that they're doing away with their breakfast right now. I, I mean, I, I guess, I guess I can definitely see the quick service being a thing because like it's such a big draw that mm-hmm. everybody it creates, like it creates a little bit of a crowded area in there. Mm-hmm. And so saying like, all right, we'll just get rid of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that'll, that'll be interesting. Um, at animal kingdom, you're going to have the, uh, the, Anadapur ice cream truck, Creature Comforts, Dawa Bar, Dino Bite Snacks, Flame Tree Barbecue, Harambe Fruit Market, Isle of Java, Joffrey's Coffee and Tea Company, Mr. Kamal's, Nomad Lounge, Pangu Pangu, Rainforest Cafe, Restaurantosaurus, the Satoli Canteen, Tamu Tamu Refreshments, Thirsty River Bar and Trek Snacks, Tiffin's, Trillo Bites, Yak and Yeti, uh, both the local food cafes and the restaurant. So, again, plenty of dining options over there. Um I don't know. Is there anything out of the ordinary that isn't open Tusker on this? Yeah. You know, oh, Tusker House. House. Yeah. So, yeah. Again, your only character dining um, establishment right now is over at Topolino's Terrace for breakfast. So Gosh, that's such a shame because Tusker House is so good. I've been there it's once, so but good. it was delicious. Um, at Hollywood Studios, it's, you've got. You probably have to rework that. Yeah, I mean that that, that does make sense to me, you know, but. Um, at Hollywood Studios, you're going to have 50s Primetime, uh, Anaheim Produce, Backlot Express, Baseline Tapas. Oh, thank God. Uh, Docking Bay 7, the Hollywood Brown Derby, both that and the Lounge, Joffrey's Coffee and Tea Company, Mama Melrose's Ristorante Italiano, uh, Milk Stand, Oga's Cantina, uh, PV's Polar Pipeline, Pizza Rizzo, Ronto Roasters, mm, Rosie's All-American Cafe, Sci-Fi Dine-In, Sunshine Day Bar, and the Trolley Car Cafe. Interesting. I I have sci-fi dining is the one that I have never done that I always want to. So I'm like, oh, it's fun. I'm never afraid to go indoors right now, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's my house, I don't go inside anywhere. <laughs> so Woody's lunchbox is not on that list, and I know yeah. that's a big one for a lot of guests. But right now, yeah, Woody has closed up shop, or will have. I mean, that was always such a tight area packed with people yep. that it, it that does make sense. Even it, even if they restricted it to mobile order only, it still would create like I, I I'm assuming they'll just have that whole area roped off or remove all the tables or something, because I, I don't know what you're going to do. It's so hot outside. You, you get people over there because just trying to sit under the umbrellas and stuff like that. So um, at Epcot, there are five million places open. Is there things that missing from this list that are important? Sorry, I know before we get there, there was, I, I wasn't paying attention completely, but I was watching chat with the BR guest talk. Did yes. we, did we officially confirm that breakfast wasn't there? No. It, it, Disney has not officially confirmed it, even though their site looks as though breakfast is not going to be available initially. So what I'm seeing online is that they are going to possibly bring it back. But again, 
it's not official. We will probably have a story out on it when we're able to verify it, but just something to keep an eye on if you have your heart set on Be Our Guest Breakfast. I mean, I would, sorry. On their, on the app right now, on my Disney experience, everything looks completely as it was at that restaurant. Hmm. On the, on the app, I'm looking at the menu right now and lunch and dinner are the exact same thing, both $62 for that and no breakfast. So I'd say it's, unless it's a complete glitch, and it's confirmed at that point, mm. in my opinion. Like, I mean, yeah, they're going to make see, more money that way. I'm going to have to refresh it. Maybe so. Well, what your are, app what? isn't saying any lane. When I looked at it, it looks normal, like as it was. Yeah, Craig's saying he's looked at it and he's seeing lunch and dinner are being both sixty dollar meals. What about Epcot? Anybody got anything at Epcot that's not open, really? There are eight table service locations that in Epcot that are not on this list. And oh, so, goodness. yeah. So, uh, granted, it's also the park with the most dining locations available. Like, you can eat anywhere. But some of those, some of the biggies are not, like... Akershus, Akershus, of course, it's a character dining establishment, but Akershus is not on the list. Restaurant Marrakesh is not. Nine Dragons is not. Takumi Te is not. Teppan Ito, Tokyo Dining, Tudo Gusto, and Tudo Italia are not. So um, those who are coming need to really kind of stop and, and maybe think in some other ways that there, there are pavilions with nothing available. So I'm hoping this is where they strategically place those food and wine booths. Um, like Norway, China is only going to have joy of tea that's mm -hmm. open. Um, Germany, Italy, France only has um, artisans de glace and the crepes stand that's open. So, and in thinking about uh, festivals in the past and where those locations are, like the Italy food and wine and flower and garden booth is across the promenade. So it's across on the other side of the walkway. So that could help promote physical distancing. Um, same with the France uh, booth. That's normally kind of away from things. Um, so hopefully in, in some of those pavilions that won't have... Um, a food location, a normal dining location open, hopefully the, the food and wine booth will be there that helps kind of bridge that gap that we're going to see. Um, but it'll be, it'll be different because some of the biggies, I mean, Monsieur Paul is, is not on the list. Some of the biggies, Yorkshire County fish and sh fish shop is not on the list. Um, so hopefully we'll either see others come back onto the list or, uh, or the, the uh, food and wine locations will help to bridge that gap. It's weird to me that like Yorkshire, like fish and chips wouldn't be on here, but then like La Cava uh, tequila is on the list. And that is like inside, inside. That's a double inside. <laughs> you have to yeah. go inside to get in there. And then also that room is like, I don't know how many tables are in there, like five. So like you can have what, two groups in there at once maybe? I I, I don't know. I, I Some of it, I don't know. I and don't know. know is it's all subject to change. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think the thing that stresses me out more than anything is that I, I'm getting into this mode and, you know, it could be whatever. There's just no, what's the enforcement? Nothing. 
There is nothing. No one, no one goes through. No one checks if the company that's saying they're doing it isn't doing it. Then that's it. Like I, I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. I'm not trying to be anything about it. But you know, you create a a, a relationship with your consumers based on trust, and you violate that trust. I don't know what you want from me after that. You know, I'm not saying that they are going to do that or that's what's going to happen. But I, I just we are in a confusing and crazy time. And it's like what you said, information changing so rapidly yes. every single day, not just like with the theme park, but with like COVID and all this stuff. It's it's a lot to roll this all together. And, you know, and I can 100 percent understand that desperation to just escape for a little bit, you know, and go yeah. somewhere. I mean, it's even changing you know. several times a day. Like it's like if you saw something on on a site uh, on the Disney site earlier today, it could be different right now. Like, yeah, it's just mind boggling. They're doing the, um, like the, um, Oh my gosh. Who was the Senator in the fifties who used to accuse people of on like Friday nights and then by Monday morning. McCarthy. Okay. I was going to say Marks and I was like, that's not right. Um, it, they're, Disney, I, I not to make light of that, but Disney, I feel like is, is adopting that sort of thing. They'll make their posts late at night. And so they're like, okay, everyone went home for the day. We can slide it in here and then not worry about it until tomorrow. And, and I don't know. So yeah. Yeah. About it for you. <laughs> I, you must always know that something's happening because I imagine you're like pings for your email. Just start being like ping, 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 ping. Like, you know, like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> it's insane. I, I, my parents will like, the, my mom asked me the other day, she said, does your phone ever stop going off? I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah. I, not I, really. <laughs> and, and for those, anybody that ever struggled with, you know, the use of my Disney experience, you, it, I, it's just gotten exponentially more. Uh, difficult, I guess, to like wrap your mind around it. And like, it's like what you said, the information changing so quickly. It's like, you can't even learn a computer system anymore because you know, that system's going to change by the end of the week and how you reserve stuff. But I, I, I don't know. I, I know we talked about it before, but are you, are all of you looking forward to hopping back into the park? And are you, are you going to try and go day one, make that reservation day one? Are you giving it a week or what are you doing? You know, Denny, you actually were uh, at some of the resorts yesterday. Do you want to talk about that for a few minutes? Yeah, um, I'll just talk about my first um, time back at Disney Springs was yesterday. So, okay. And I think I might write about this eventually, but like um, Disney Springs is a place I treat Disney Sp Springs because I'm a local. I get that's my mall. So if mm -hmm. I need something at Sephora, that's my Sephora. Um, I'll grab something to eat and just enjoy and amble around and window shop. I am there on like, you know, a night off, that kind of thing all the time. And so to have not been there for this long was really, really weird. And um, I didn't I wasn't planning on going yesterday and had to really think it through before doing so because we've we've been so quarantined um and to go and to, to kind of step back out into society again was um was it gave me pause but i gotta tell you the process of it couldn't have been any easier you park the car and um, I breezed through the temperature check. It was no big deal. There was absolutely no one else in line. 
and all the cast members are so good at helping everyone to understand their physical distancing, make sure to keep that space, you know, in between you and somebody else. And so I got through the temperature check and um, got down uh, the steps and there I was. And I got a little misty eyed as I was pulling in the garage. It seems so stupid, but I did. I got like to be back again um, mm-hmm. was a really big deal. Um, everyone, the, the social distancing squad, I saw them and they were doing a great job at reminding guests who were walking around if they had their mask on. Maybe some of them had them under their chin to please put them back on. So that was great. And like I said, I was only there very, very briefly, but. How, how like, was it super crowded media? Like, what do you think that? It really wasn't. It really okay. wasn't. Um, granted the, you know, the portion of the, you know, of the complex that I saw was relatively small, mm. um, but it, it wasn't crowded at all. I was able, I had to be mindful of where I was as opposed to other people. Cause you know, just like the parks or Disney Springs on a normal day, it's normally you're kind of packed in and you might come within three feet of someone else. Well, now you have to be really super mindful about where you are in, um, in relation to other people all the time. So I, I found myself a couple of times going, whoa, I'm walking too close to that person over there. Um, so I need to, I need to lay off just a little bit and back up, but it really, it was, it was super doable, super doable. I have not gone into a shop yet. I'm kind of like, I'm with you, Rhino. I've not gone to eat in a restaurant inside yet. Yeah, my, no, no way. <laughs> no, Can't we had reservations it. for homecoming on Friday. Last Friday was my birthday and, and didn't, have a piece about it and so cancel those yeah. reservations um just not quite there yet um the whole recycled air being inside of an enclosed space yeah. with other people kind of worries me just a little bit but yeah. um but it was good it was a good experience and i hope to get back to disney springs to cover some things for work um toward the end of the week but, well, that, uh, you you make me hopeful because e, uh, Eli's birthday is coming up and he wants Lego sets and they I, they are not online. Everyone tries to gouge you and I'm like, oh, I got to go to the source and the the Lego store there. So I'm like, fine. Uh, so <laughs> you can do I, I, it. That'll be my like. That'll be the. Th- I told you as soon as there was something to bring me in, I'll have to I'll have to yeah. try and tiptoe in. But I'm gonna try and steer clear. I think of the first couple of days, knowing that Hollywood Studios is going to be kind of as crazy as it seems. You know with it being at capacity and see how that goes. And so I'm, I'm hoping like the 23rd, that like one week later of giving that park a chance. But, you know, before we finish up here, did, I, I forgot housekeeping. We there was do no have real middle. Does anybody yeah. have some? You got something? Yeah. Corey, Corey wanted, um, wanted me to remind everybody that we have our Diz masks available and they can be personalized, customized, Really fun. Um, if you guys are in our Diz Unplugged Facebook group, you may have seen a live broadcast that Mary Jo did. Mary Jo is over at Disneyland in California, and she 
has a special custom day six mask that she ordered and she was describing it and she was very cute. And day six is um, usually they say that a five day trip to Disneyland. For those of you guys who don't know, day six is a, a segment that they used to do on the Disneyland show offering what to do on your sixth day if you were there for a full week. So um, anyway, the masks are really cute. You can even upload your own pictures or your own, you know, say you have pictures of fireworks and that's what you want on your mask. You can even do that. They're completely customizable. We'll drop a link in the show notes so you guys can head over there and play with it. They're, the fabric is great, though. Really good masks. Awesome. Yeah. Jenny, did you have anything? Um, my standard reminder that Magic Campbell Company is available to you if you're missing the parks, if you need some hand sanitizer. Pete was talking about the hand sanitizer on his um, on his live that he did, um, his live stream from uh, Bay Lake Tower. He had the contemporary scent, and he was there at Bay Lake Tower, so it was all very matchy-matchy and perfect. But they've come out with a new... Um, soap so they have hand soap bars of soap now as well in those matching scents so if you're somebody who likes all of your scents to coordinate um that you're using (laughs) this is this is for you um you'll be really excited about that and uh, the discount code is disney info and that saves you 15 percent off of your order so craig did you did you have something yeah, I actually do have something. So you mentioned the Legos. So I just wanted Thank to uh, to bring up two different sets that are coming out very soon here that oh. uh, are definitely good for Disney fans, Disney Parks fans. So the first one that is coming out, I believe, on August 1st is the Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse set where... Uh, oh, those Mickey- look scary. <laughs> oh, I'm excited for them. So they look like a nightmare come to life. I cannot wait for them. Uh, I I'm actually it's I I don't have the castle and I don't have the train station, but I I do like I have the Steamboat Willie set. That was a must for me. And yeah. the fact that Mickey is holding his one string guitar is like even better for me. So I am all in on that set. It is. Ex- it's going to be expensive, uh, but it's, I believe, $179.99. Oh, that, I, I feel like that's a lot for the two, but the, the, because yeah. we have the castle, I got lucky. Somebody like kicked a hole in the box and so it was discounted. But then the, you know, I got the train was like $350 or something ridiculous. Like Legos are not cheap. No, they're not. They are not, but. Uh, I know the the Mickey and Minnie, it is, I don't have the exact piece count in front of me. So I just, my phone is kind of acting up in this hot bathroom, but I know it's also around like 2000 pieces or something. Oh, that's level. a lot more than I thought. So that's, yeah, that's, that's definitely uh, worth, worth uh, the price with that. The other set that's coming out that I am like, I cannot wait anymore for it. If you don't know, I'm a Galaxy's Edge fan from my hat, my shirt my tattoo, but they released that one of the Star Wars sets that's going to be coming out is the Resistance Troop Transport that you board <gasps> on the actual attraction what? and move around. And awesome. This one's only, uh, gosh. Is it a Disney Parks exclusive? It's not a Disney Parks exclusive, uh, but it does, um, it's a Star Wars basic one. So it will be open for, for all Star Wars 
fans and not like limited to just the Disney parks on there, but it's cool because it's got the little figures that come with it. It's uh, V Marathi and then oh that's also, cool sorry oh, i didn't i don't want to say the resistance train the the blue one that you get on when you get captured not the actual transports that you ride around on uh once you get onto the ride portion it's, of ride it's the the, the ship that's out with the uh that's out with the where the x-wing is right yes yeah. that is that is the uh the ship that is going to be released for that and what is it's, i if you can see it on my phone as a Oh, you did. Okay, cool. Uh, yes, it is going to be. It's going to be a hundred dollars, and that one I believe is on the first. But that is a cool set because that that ship looks like uh, it looks like the rebel ship from like A New Hope, you like Leia's ship, you know? Yeah, it's it definitely has similarities. Yeah, to that as well too. So I am I'm. I am. Oh, uh, I'm gonna get that one. I don't yeah, even like Legos. That, they're for Eli to build, but that, I'd be okay with that one hanging somewhere in my house because I got him the Millennium Falcon, the smaller one, not that like six hundred dollar one. I got him the two hundred dollar or the hundred and fifty dollar one or whatever, and he won't put it together until we move that or the train. So I, there's all these massive train, these Lego sets in my house that are just taking up space now. Huh. <laughs> not bitter yeah. at all. Did you say a question? I do have a question. So I don't, yeah. first, uh, Elaine, do you want to plug yourself? Yes, I'm more than happy to. So as we talked about, park passes are available for booking through September 26 of 2021. So in order to book that, you need a resort say and a ticket. I'm more than happy to help you with <laughs> that. You can go right on dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, myself or any of my other Awesome agents that I work with are more than happy to help you with that as 2020, 2021 will be coming out soon. Cool. Craig ruined the flow because I was going to do a Patreon plug and then end with a lane plugging so I could say this show has been brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. And if you want to book with Elaine, how do we book with Elaine? But now she's told you. So you ruined it. We made it all the way to the end until... <laughs> With no problems at all. <laughs> I no, apologize for that. Blah, blah. I apologize it's fine. That. I just, my question that I wanted to ask everyone, it really would have disrupted. And I didn't know that you still had a plug. Otherwise, I would have, I figured you would have done your plug first. No, I, ladies first. <laughs> it's not really a plug. I was just going to, Patreon, blah, blah, blah. Okay, go ahead. What was your question? Okay, my question is, to everyone now uh photos obviously from people staying at the resorts specifically uh specifically contemporary have now started to see the castle even better as you're getting even closer oh. from the air i've been seeing it as i drive onto property so i've been watching its progress on the like the upper side of it i personally think it's atrocious but what does everyone else think I like the blue. The pink is now looking a little too pink for me. And, um, you know, I, I didn't mind the way it was before. I let, but I like the blue that pops. Um, but I don't know that the pink, I mean, I liked the pink at first, but now that I continue to see some of the pictures on Twitter and some of the things that are coming in from, you know, from the guys at, at who are staying at Bay Lake, I just go, Oh, gee whiz, that's super pink. So, yeah, I, I'm not well, I'm not sold on it. It's like the that part that is pink 
always kind of had like when I look at it, I'm like, I could see that being like a shade of of like a pale pink. And I was I didn't mind it at first when it started. And I was like, oh, this is fine. But now, like the one I saw the other day, I was like, sweet Lord, like they it's like too dark it's it's mm-hmm. like too much of that where it's just like aggressively a different colored castle like yes and and also like that's not that's the wall i'm fine with it being if they wanted it to be like an homage to the disneyland castle or something if that's what they're going for but that's no longer an homage this is now straight up like trying to beat us over the head with being like this part's pink this part's blue yeah. that's how i felt about it is that like no, I like pink. Like I like pink, but from the pictures that I'm seeing, it's just like the the colors are too intense. Like mm. I even think the blue is too intense personally. Yeah. I liked it better the way it was before, and that I I mean to me it doesn't even look pink. It looks like tanning bed, like orange. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's like- what it looks like to me. And it's just, it's too much. Like, they just went too far with the colors. It's like they left it in too long. It's like what you said, where you, they were saying, okay, like, put it in, leave it for, like, 20 minutes. And somebody was like, you said 40 minutes. I left it. You know, like. Yeah. It was just, it's too much. And the, the one gold turret at the top kind of looks out of place to me, honestly. Well, what do you think, Jackie? <laughs> she loves it. She, she loves, loves it. it. I she already okay. has- Embroidered on all of her shirts She's and like holding her and breath. She loves it. I have been holding my breath because you all, I've just, you, I, you guys all know that I that Disneyland was my park until yeah. you know and I was. And Castle's beautiful and I like yes. it. Oh, their paint job, yeah. I think, is phenomenal. Like I, well, I feel like it's a travesty. My eyes have not laid on on it more than they have. Yeah. Well, but see, here's the thing. So the sun here is so incredibly strong. It is so strong. Like even on the sunniest of sunny days in Seattle, the sun wasn't as strong as it is here. So that sun here is going to fade that castle so fast that they almost have to make it darker because otherwise, what are they going to do? But pink is my super favorite. And I could just hear Pete because I already know. I already yeah. know that he's probably just like, oh, yeah, of course she loves it. <laughs> <laughs> I love pink. It's my favorite. And and pink yeah. and princessy castle. I mean, oh, my gosh. But it's it's not. So I, hopefully there's going to be a storyline that Cinderella tells us somehow mm. as to why her castle is pink. Because the Cinderella castle is not pink. So hopefully something is going to happen. I can't help but feel like Disney is going to do something to make it magical and believable because that's what they do. They tell us stories that make us buy in. Well, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a back complicated backstory for everything. Oh, that trash can over there has a history (laughs) of being the whatever. Like, it's, it's just, it, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't look at it and think I hate this, but I, I am lo- I am looking at it right now, and I am with you, Jackie, hoping that that is the consideration is that they're like, okay, well, this will strip away this amount over over the next you know year, so that by the time we get to seventy one or seventy one to the fiftieth anniversary <laughs> in twenty one, that it'll be like the perfect shades that it's supposed to be for the photo ops or something like that. Like it just 
to me doesn't feel like it's coming together as magically as the Disneyland one did. Like I do enjoy the brick. Like I've seen a shot of, I don't know if it was on the blog or something like that, where it showed some of the brickwork down by the water, uh, Mm -hmm. like the side of it. Like I think somebody was doing an interview in front of it and I was like, Oh, that actually looks really nice. Like that was one of the things I love that they did in Disneyland was like the individual bricks kind of got a little bit of a scattered color scheme. So it looked like, you know, pieces that were put together and, this one is like, I, yeah, I, there is something about the blue on the turret that is like too blue. Like it, it looks like thick tar or like, yes. like paint. It, it, like, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like that kind of paint where you're like, I shouldn't be using this cause it's, it's too dried out already. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. Oh, you guys. What about you? Craig? What about you? Oh, I, I oh, hate it. He I, hates it. I, yeah, I don't. I don't think it looks good. Pink. Like, I am one of those people. I am sad that I never got to see the birthday cake castle in uh, the 25th anniversary. It wasn't one of the years we we came down. But I, I've always wanted to see that. But that was because of how absurd and over the top that they yeah. went with it. With this, it's not so uh, i'm not i i'm just not it's not vibing with my eyes at all and i i, I feel bad saying i i don't like it but i'm all i can say is in a positive way i hope it's temporary and not forever well i i am hoping i, I not i hope i i'm just it's one of those it, it's almost it's crazy because we talked about this before at the end of happily ever after when they overlay it all that red I wish that was the castle they were making, like the red with the gold, because that is gorgeous. Like that looks beautiful to me. And that is like the best. And now it's this weird other version. But some people look at it like Jackie and love it. My friend sees a picture of the castle when it was a cake and he says, gorgeous. And I was like, what? And he'll be like, I'm so sad. Not for the reasons like Craig said, like he wanted to see it because it was so ridiculous. My friend thinks it was beautiful. Beautiful is what he said. We were there. So we walked, we brought, um, that was 97. So the 25th anniversary and we walked into the park and our son, our eldest was two. And I remember when we first laid our eyes on that thing, we went, Oh, I didn't realize it was going to be a cake when we got there. And so just taking it all in, in that moment, um, we did buy the magnet. And so that cake, <laughs> it was a cake castle was on our refrigerator for years staring at us. You know, it wasn't awful when you were there. It was kind of fun. It was whimsical. It was different. But if you are a Cinderella castle purist, you probably wanted to come out of your skin just looking at it because it literally was so different. You couldn't get any more different than, than what yeah. you saw in front of you. Um it was pretty over the top, but for someone who it was a complete surprise for in that moment, it was, you know, whatever. <laughs> I didn't come just for that castle, so it's okay. Uh, but I, if they I'm did gonna, it these days, I don't know. I'm going to try and leave my faith. I, I'm going to I'm gonna reserve final judgment for when it's finally, they say, we're done. Because uh, I don't know <laughs> if there's another application of something that goes over what they're doing, and maybe that's... I don't know. It's a bit. It's a big job. It's a big paint job. So we'll have to see. But you know, if you're watching this, or you know, leave comments to let us know what you think of that castle. We'd 
would love to I'd love to see what people have to say. But <laughs> I I think that'll do it for this episode now. Um so thank you everyone for having this discussion and thank you and everyone out there for listening and watching and bearing with me. I woke up not knowing I was doing this, but I feel like it went all right. So I hope great. it was okay for everyone. You guys it was you know awesome. What? You guys are great. So yeah. yeah, so um yeah, remember that when you're planning your next Disney vacation, you can talk to Elaine and the other folks there at uh, Dreams Unlimited Travel and uh, they'll help you get started and get through this <laughs> this crazy time to get you down to Disney World and uh and get your trip going. But uh we'll see you next time. That's going to do it for this episode, but we'll be back with another episode of the Diz Unplugged. Goodbye everyone. Bye.